Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, as many of you know, I absolutely love the spooky, psychic, spiritual world. Well, I love reading books about it and I love hearing about it and I love reading spooky stories. And I also love having psychic to the stars, psychic medium Rebecca Gibson on Hey Soul Sister to give us little insights about how we can connect with our soul, how we can be more soulful and touch base with our spirit guides. So I've got Beck in the studio today because I am so curious around this. I've started watching YouTube videos on it. I really wanted to know how I can grow my psychic abilities. How, and you might want to know too, how can you grow your psychic abilities? I am so curious around this. Now, I suppose I've always had the belief from TV shows in Hollywood and that we like to watch. Well, I know I like to watch the Ghost Whisperer and all those medium, all those cool stories. And in those shows, they have women who are psychic mediums, just like you, Mm -hmm. who were born with these gifts and the ability to connect with the other side. That's your story as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we're all we're all born with the gifts. It's just that sometimes we're programmed out of us. We're told not to think like that. Religion kind of, religious beliefs will program that out of us. But we're all born with psychic abilities. It's just about tuning into frequency and vibration. And so for me, mine was tuned in. I had a very traumatic birth. I had I was dead at birth. My mum died during my birth. I think oh, I wow. told you this. Yeah, I've told you this. Remember, she tried to tell me my whole life, there's something wrong with you. Be quiet. You know, you're not seeing things. You're not hearing those things. Stop it. And so growing up in Catholic school and being raised in you know the 70s and 80s, they felt that it was safer for me to think that there was something wrong with me and to feel shame attached to it and to be quiet and not show anybody than it would be for me to be openly free about my ability to tune in. And so I had grown up thinking that there was something wrong with me. And then obviously I've moved into (laughs) psychiatry and that's kind of kept reaffirming that. But 45, she read a magazine article about me and I didn't want her to read it because I like to be open and authentic without knowing that it's going to upset her. And the article started that they had basically suppressed my abilities based on their belief. And she said to me, I need to tell you something. She said, when you were born, you know that you had died and that it was really traumatic and I was very sick. And she said, but I never told you and I haven't told anybody. I died and I went down this tunnel. She said, and she's very much, she went through this atheist phase. There is no God. When you die, you're worm food. There is no afterlife. Really? Yeah. She didn't want me talking about reincarnation. She didn't want me talking about heaven. Every time I would tell her that, our dead relatives would visit me. She'd be, no, there's no such thing. Stop making up these stories. You're so dramatic. And then she said to me that it wasn't, she said, it wasn't like that tunnel that people talk about in the light. This was a spiral of light. And I said, well, that's how energy works, mum. It goes in spirals. She said, it was a spiral of light. And I went down and she said, and then you came as an adult and said, no, it's not time. We have to go back. And she said, and then I don't remember anything until I woke up three weeks later. And she heard me crying and she went looking for me. And the nuns, because I was born in a cafe, hospital the nuns would lock me in a cupboard 
to stop disturbing the other babies because I was crying all the time. And so, oh, wow. yeah, it took her until I was 45 for her to tell me that. And I'm like, this would have explained so, so much. much and would have cut out so much of my own yeah. shadow crap if I had known this a long time ago. So it's interesting that she had that experience, a near-death experience, and still didn't believe in the spiritual side. Is that the, is that the power fear. of religion? Well, yeah, it wasn't so much religion for her. It was fear growing up females. And just like it's all the time, don't talk about things like that. Those kinds of things are secrets. Witches have been demonised. You know, all of these different stuff that's gone on throughout the years of women's intuition and all the gaslighting that goes on when women intuitively feel into things and then you're gaslighted too. So like your husband's having an affair and you just know it. And any evidence that you would produce to them, there's some kind of story and then it gets turned on you, you're crazy. Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. So that must have been really validating when she shared that with oh, you. On it was such a relief. It's really changed our relationship because now I freely talk about my business. She talks to me about things that she's experienced that she's never spoken about before. My brothers have started talking about stuff that I would never in a million years have like assumed. So once I hear those people in my life talking about these things that they've been experiencing that they've kept quiet for so long, I know for me that's validation that everybody has these abilities and it's just fear that suppresses most of it and people like oh I need to see this and I need to see that but there's there's a fear behind it yeah so it's possible for all of us to really grow our psychic abilities absolutely without a doubt which is really cool because that's what today's all about that's what today is all about and it's what I'm really curious about so tell me about when you were growing up and I know that you've shared some of these stories before but for those of you who haven't listened to Beck before on Hey Saucy Star Beck. Can you just share what life was like for you growing up having those psychic abilities, some of the things that you might have experienced? Well, I, I had to try and suppress it. It was difficult. I always felt I wasn't believed. There was no validation. So little things like when my grandma passed away, she had had cancer and my mum had two babies under the age of two and so they sent me to go and stay with family while mum was trying to look after everything that was going on and my grandmother was so ill and she came to me in a dream and she said I've come to say goodbye I'll look after you from this side I'll check in with you every now and then but you're kind of on your own now and everything's safe and you're going to be fine everything's good and then I woke up and I was it felt like I'd woken up and she's still sitting at the end of the bed that I was sleeping in a caravan and I thought oh what is she doing there and then I thought oh no you're still asleep and I'm like no I'm not asleep and so she's still sitting in this caravan and she's just kind of touching me and then said bye and then she left and then my cousins someone came running down we're staying in a caravan park someone came running down and said oh there's dolphins come into the ocean so everybody started getting up and going up to the beach to watch these dolphins and someone came and said oh Rebecca's dad's here and I turned around and said oh that's because grandma died And they said, what? And I said, oh, my grandma died, so dad's come to get me because I have to go home now. And they're like, what is she talking about? And then they came up and said, look, your dad's here. And dad's like, I'm really sorry to say grandma's passed away. But those kinds of things happened to me a lot. Did you find like at school with some of your friends that you might have known what was going on for them or, you know, inadvertently do readings for them? 
Yeah. I was always that friend that people would come to if they were seeing somebody. Like, you always have such good thoughts. And people thought it was because I worked in prisons and I knew men so well and that kind of thing. But it was just like an intuitive thing. And so I had to work a way of speaking a language around it that would give them grounded 3D reasons why I was having these feelings or these intuitive thoughts rather than saying my psychic abilities are telling me this or my spirit guides are telling me this or there's this kind of energy and I can foresee this happening. Yeah. So tell us about psychic abilities because my understanding is is that there are all different types of ways that people connect with the other side yes. or all different types of psychic ability. Yeah. Do you want to share a bit about that? So it's all based on frequency, right? We see at a certain frequency, it's like people who are colorblind, their frequency, what they're tuning into is different. Our hearing's different. So there's this thing going around the internet with a piece of music and it's got a pitch in it and apparently anyone under 16 can hear this particular pitch and anyone over 16 can't because of the way our ears are tuned in and it'll be like that dress remember that dress the black black and blue slash gold white dress how people just see and perceive things differently so it's all about frequency once I started realizing oh I've got control over this based on how I'm raising my frequency then you can tune in so you can do exercises to train your brain to activate left and right brain at the same time, which stimulates your pineal gland, which that's called your third eye. And so that'll start to stimulate your frequency in your ears and your eyes. So people who see things, they can either see them in their mind's eye or which is your third eye, which is your pineal gland. It's kind of like you'll get pictures at first. The more you start tuning into that particular sense, your clairvoyant sense, you'll, you can see like a movie playing. Like It's like you're having an awake dream. But you can also have what's called precognition, which you actually see something happen before it happens, but you don't realise that what you're seeing isn't real. Kind of like that final, you know, the final destination movies where they have, they think they're experiencing it. So that's called precognition. Then there's clairaudience. So just quickly with the clairvoyance. So that's when you see things in your your third eye, in your mind. Yes. So I remember a few years ago, you were running your uh, women's circle. Yeah. To grow your psychic ability. Mm -hmm. And I remember going along to one of those sessions and you made us kind of buddy up with somebody mm-hmm. and you had to kind of just sit them what like look watch them across the room and, and close your eyes and kind of feel and see what came up yeah. and write down what came up. Yeah. And I remember the woman sitting opposite me when I closed my eyes and I was, you know, trying to tune into her and connect with her, I kept seeing a woman wading through water, like waist That's high. That's his wedding I'm going to this evening. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, because I couldn't remember her name, but I remember that getting this image of a woman wading through water and she was kind of silhouetted, so I couldn't see her face or anything, but I could just see she was walking through mm. water. And then when we had to go around the room and actually share what it was that we had seen in our mind's eye about this other person, I remember I said that. I'm like, oh, there are a few other th- things that I saw, but I said, actually, I got a vision of a woman walk- wading through water waist high. And she said, oh my goodness, I had an accident 18 months ago. And every morning I have to go to the hydrotherapy pool and walk through water, like as part of her therapy waist high. And I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So like, and she was like, you've just got to oh. trust what comes through. Yeah. It was yeah. really interesting. And um, people can also use their clairvoyance too to see aura. So aura is your electromagnetic field. We've all got it. It's a bigger 
our heart produces an electromagnetic field. Yeah. That's your aura. That's your your energetic body. So people can see auras and see colors. You can train yourself to do that also. There are many things that you can do. You just got to start doing spiritual health exercises. That's what I call them to be able to tune into higher frequency. So the ears, there's lots of things that you can do. Sound therapy, listening to certain pitched music, different hertz. And people who are more generally loving music than they are looking at things. You've got people who are naturally visual, people who are naturally auditory, naturally tactile, or naturally emotionally sensitive. And so this clairaudience, which is tuning into hearing things. Yeah. So you might hear voices or... Yeah, so we have to be very specific about the difference between hearing voices from a mental illness and hearing voices from spiritual tuning in. So hearing your soul's voice for most people and for me, and I mean, I've spoken to you know, hundreds and hundreds of clients, your soul voice and where you're starting to hear your guys will kind of come from the right side down the back. And that seems to be the part of the brain that's stimulated the most when you're tuning into clear audience. You can hear things outside of yourself when you're starting to tune in. Sometimes it'll turn like a pitch. You get a real strange kind of noise in your ear as you're starting to tune into higher frequencies and people are like oh this sounds like such nonsense but dog whistles dogs can hear the dog whistle because their ears are tuned into those pitches and humans can't and so it's just about training the way that you're hearing seeing things feeling things there's also clear cognizance where people just know stuff and there's no doubt I just know it I understand it it's this sense of truth that I'm experiencing and that's clear cognizance then there is what have we done clairvoyance clair audience clair cognizance there's empath which is kind of some people think empath is kind of like a clairsentient but clairsentient is when you sense something around you it's kind of like your energetic body is tuning into energy around you so you can't see it you can't hear it but you can feel things move past you or feel things touch you that kind of thing feel things like grab out at you and then empathy empath so the difference between empathy and empath empathy is being able to think wow if that happened to me this is how i would feel but an empath is i'm literally feeling what you're feeling right now and so that is tuning into the emotional frequency of people around you what about clairsentience that's the clairsentience is the the touching the the feeling because i remember sensing things around you Years ago, I had a psychic reading and I remember the girl was like, give me a piece of jewellery. She needed to hold something of yeah, mine. That's, so that's called psychometry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, you're reading the energy and, but that will activate in who's doing the psychometry reading, it'll activate their strongest clair. So they may start seeing visions. They may start hearing things. They may just start knowing things or they may start to emotionally feel who the original owner is and who's been wearing it so that's another thing that you can pick up on you if someone's been wearing somebody else's jewelry you'll pick up on both of their energies but a clairvoyant will start to see a picture of say it's a ring i can see such and such getting engaged and this is what they look like and then i can see this ring being passed on to someone else because we imprint our energy because everything's just frequency we imprinting on things all the time we imprint on each other that's why you have to do things like cutting energetic cords 
and doing like grounding meditations and grounding yourself and doing cord cutting and cord retraction and all those things that we've talked about before. I love it. I love it. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. So, Beck, for the person that hasn't had really any experience with any kind of like psychic connections but really, really wants to, how can you get started? The best thing that any of us can do just for our spiritual health but also to start to change our frequency is to do things like calming down your egoic mind. So we've talked about egoic mind and soulful voice, like, you know, the higher consciousness, consciousness and subconsciousness. You want to calm down your ego so the fear starts to dissipate so you have more faith and trust in what your soul is saying to you. You want to understand the difference between your ego voice and your soul voice. And so there's guided meditations, meditations, colouring in. Some people run and they find that their ego shushes up while they're running other people do yoga there are all these different kinds of things that you can do to quieten down your voice then you want to your egoic voice which is that chatter that goes on on your head so then you want to do things that are going to start to raise your frequency and there are many different things like that physical activity is really important being around people that are loving, making sure that you're having loving conversations and not fear-based conversations, you're not gossiping, you're not complaining, you're not seeing the worst thing and everything, you're reframing the things that are happening for you, that starts to change your consciousness into a more loved-based frequency. So then that starts to raise your frequency. And then guided meditations I find are really helpful that have binaural beats with them. So binaural beats are set at specific frequencies to activate certain areas of your brain. So that's if you're listening to music and it has a certain beat to the music a certain frequency so on youtube there's so many different kinds of binaural beats and you can get them for different things like binaural beats for anxiety binaural beats for addiction binaural beats to tune into your psychic abilities open your third eye listen to your spirit guides there's heaps of stuff on youtube and those frequencies are designed to raise your frequency match your own personal frequency with the frequencies that you're listening to there's also a really good meditation that the cia have used for psychics that they do for remote viewing and it's called a hemi-sync meditation and it's designed to activate your left and right brain at the same time and bring them into sync with each other to activate that pineal gland in your hypothalamus which increases your ability to tune into frequencies around you wow yeah there's so much stuff out there absolutely now when we are trying to hone our psychic ability and connect with the other side who is it that we're connecting with It's different for everybody. One important thing is when you do start doing this to make sure that you're grounded and you're not under the effects of anything. Drugs or alcohol. Yep. So I'm going to make that really – you'll hear lots of people right now. The drug of choice I've noticed is mushrooms and lots of people in the spiritual community talking about them tuning in, opening up consciousness by using – drugs and stuff I don't recommend that there's no need to do that and you could be leading yourself down a pathway of not being able to bring yourself back to grounded sanity so I don't recommend doing things under the influence of something so it's really important that you ground yourself that you're calm when you start to tune in and that you're in this place of gratitude and love so that your frequency is matching what you're tuning into because if you're 
naturally very open to the spirit world or what's like fourth dimensional consciousness. If you're very open and you've got low based frequencies of the feed, that's what you're going to attract to you and you don't want to do that. So for example, I think we discussed this the other day. I've noticed because I've been working at the hospital so much, my spiritual health has been lacking and like I haven't been practicing when I preach. And I started hearing voices, voices outside of me walking through the hospital and it started getting worse. And I'm like, what is that? Like, what is happening to me? Maybe I finally lost the plot. Maybe this menopause is making me a little bit psychotic, but it's because I wasn't tuning in. There was, I was allowing all of that fear-based energy in the COVID wards to start impacting on me. And so my frequency had dropped where I was hearing all of that around me. So I'm like, Oh, I need to clean up my frequency. So that's stopped for me. And I'm now tuning into more higher frequencies, like angelic frequencies, my spirit guides, that kind of thing. So it's, was that scary? Well, it wasn't scary so much at first. I'd be thinking maybe a patient hurt themselves and I'm running around in my PPE thinking what's happening. Yeah. I couldn't hear where it was coming from. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I'm overtired, maybe this. And I so I sat with it. Why am I hearing this all of a sudden when I'm not normally tuned into this? And I've got a very clear direction. It's because you're not looking after yourself. And so I'm like, oh, I've stopped practicing. I love that what you I own preach. that. I really love that you own that because I think there's a, I've seen a lot of people just through social media and stuff that are in that whole spiritual space and they probably don't necessarily acknowledge that they, you know, it's no, like, oh, oh, you know, it's like, no, I'm up here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in this uh, on the clouds and it's all angels and positive stuff. But I love that you went and went, do you know what? I, I wasn't looking after my spiritual health. I and wasn't. actually I was hearing low frequency And vibrations. I'm human and we're all human and we all, you know, slip up in our exercise routine, whatever it is that's supposed to be healthy for us. You know, we're not always super healthy. And so my spiritual health has been suffering because life has been a lot at the moment and so I haven't been taking that time out for self-care and taking that time out for my spiritual health and then it did affect where I was tuning in and I noticed it very strongly because I've still been having clients during this phase of working a lot at the hospital and because I'm deliberately tuning in and making sure my energy is super clean when I'm having clients I'd feel euphoric doing readings and be thinking oh my goodness this feels so amazing and it felt like euphoria to me because it was contrasted to how I feel working and I'm so tired from the shift work and I'm like oh I was feeling like this before I went back into COVID wards it only feels euphoric because I'm not used to it at the moment so it feels really good to have good spiritual health practices and to raise your frequency you don't need all the like drugs and stuff that people have been talking about psychedelics and things like that you get to feel euphoric naturally want to fill your soul with more go to the sisterco.com are you holding any more workshops or plan to hold any more workshops around developing yes yeah, so i'm going to run a, another round this year a live round of my program called heart of truth which is teaching people how to raise their frequency how to tune into their heart and understand that your heart is where you raise your frequency and all your abilities. It's not actually our brain, it's our heart that kicks all this off because it's our smartest organ. It's what keeps our body alive. You could be brain dead and as long as your heart's still plugged into the universe and pumping away, your whole body will continue to do 
everything that it needs to do. So I will be doing that and I'll be running another live version of the evolutionary empath, which is specifically for empaths to start setting boundaries, learning how to protect their energy, learning how to not feel so drained around everybody and not you know get sick and stuff, which I haven't been doing at the hospital either. And so my <laughs> lupus is right, really flaring yeah. because I haven't been looking after my energy enough in those environments. That's well. I looked forward to participating in one of your workshops. Yeah. Yes. Now I've been reading a book which I just wanted to share with um, any of you who are listening. It's a really great book that I'm enjoying called Signs: The Secret Language of the Universe by an American author, Laura Lynn Jackson. I've really been enjoying that, and she talks a lot about connecting with the other side, about the different types of energies and frequencies, and entities I guess on the other side loved ones angels spirit guides that sort of thing and and how we can do that so that's a really great resource I'm yeah I'm really enjoying that and it's interesting because she right towards the beginning of the book she sets a little task she said that our the universe and our spirit guides our angels are always sending us signs and really it's about us being able to recognize those signs to tune in and recognize because she says, you know, we kind of walk around half the time just absorbed in our own heads Mm -hmm. and actually not stopping and and paying attention to the signs that are constantly being given to us. So she sets this exercise and she says, ask, just ask. Exactly. Just ask the other side for a sign. And she said, be really specific about what it is that you want to see so that they can go, yes, I'm here and I'm, I'm here and I'm with you and I'm listening and watching. So I did that. It was really interesting. So I'm like going, okay, I've got to be specific. Okay, a red ball. I want to see a red ball. And so I put that out there. I'm like, okay, spirit guides, angels, if you're there and you're listening, if, if this, and, and I think I might have even asked, I was making a decision about something. If this is the right way to go, I want to see a red ball. Anyway, I put that out there. Next day, no red balls anywhere after that no red balls. I'm like, what's going on? Anyway, the third day I walked out to hang my clothes on the clothesline and literally at the clothesline was a red rubber ball. (laughs) Seriously. I stopped. I was like, the hell this red rubber ball come from? I'm going, Craig, have you ever seen this red rubber ball before? He's like, no. I'm like, Max, you ever seen this red rubber ball before? And Max is like, no. I'm like, oh my God. I have no idea where this red rubber ball came from. But I was like, that was it. I asked for the sign. It took three days. <laughs> and there's a the red rubber ball that no one in our household has seen before sitting at the clothesline when I went to hang the clothes out. And I'm like, okay, so maybe that's my sign. Yeah. And you've got to trust and let it go. You can't be looking everywhere for it, like frantically, where's the sign? Where's the sign? Because you won't see it. it your, your frequency isn't aligned to seeing it. You have to like let it go. Like, okay, if I'm meant to see the red ball, I'll see the red ball. And then here's the universe just like, here's the red ball. The red ball team were listening. That was the sign I asked for. So that's a, there are a lot of signs and your loved ones will give you a sign. I remember when my dad died because my dad always called me frog. And dad said, when you see frogs, like I'll send you frogs. When you see them, then you'll know that that's the, where you should go. And so I had gotten divorced not long after he had died and I had to buy a house and I didn't know what to do. And I've turned up the first place that I turned up to and there's a ceramic frog at the front garden and at the back door. I'm like, okay. And then for a little while in that house, when I was going through relationship turmoil and stuff, green tree frogs kept getting into the house and I'd be chasing my cat who's chasing these green tree frogs. And I'd just be laughing at the 
absurdity of here I am living in this urban townhouse and these green tree frogs keep getting in. Yep. But it was very comforting to me. Yep. So angels will leave feathers in this most strange of places. I think I told you about how I had been doing some angel meditations going, okay, I want to sign from my angels. I want to see a white feather. And then a couple of mornings later, I went for an early walk with my friend Anita Nelms and we're walking along and and Anita goes, there's a white wet feather floating above your head. I was like, what? And she goes, as we're walking along, there's a white feather floating above your head. And I looked up and it was so random. There was this white feather just kind of like floating above my head and it probably was for about you know five meters or whatever and off it went and it was so weird because it was just there yeah my daughter and I were shopping the other day and we were talking about angels because I talk to her about this all the time because of her abilities and I always make sure that and this is a really good thing to do with your kids especially given COVID and stuff their anxiety is a little bit increased so when I noticed that when she was hearing sirens she'd get very tense and anxious. And so I'd say, baby, we can help them by please angels go with them and make sure that everybody's safe and okay. And so now every time she hears sirens, she does that. We do the whole angels for a car park. Let's ask them, thank them for the car park right out the front. And so she sees the fun in it and she talks to them and I hear them, I hear her talking to them. And so we were talking about it going back to school. She was very anxious about starting a new year. And I said, let's ask the angels for a sign that everything's going to be fine. And we were literally buying her school stuff at BW and we've gone to the self serve checkout and I had to get money for the first time forever I had to get money out of the thing and where the money was was a white feather sitting in the little cup thing on the self-serve love it yeah so she's like the angels I said I told you babe you just gotta love it ask and they'll give you a sign so I'm going to share another resource for you soul sisters there's a woman that I've just started following on YouTube her name is Suzanne Geisman G-I-E-S-S-E-M-A in. So she's a medium and she wasn't born, well, I'm guessing maybe she was born with some sort of ability, but she never recognized that. Yeah. It was something, she became a medium later on in life after a, a loved one died. And she has a, a video, it, I think it only goes for 20, 30 minutes, something like that. So it's not a very long one. And she has, it's called Connect Across the Veil in Seven Steps. And it's Uh, Yeah, seven steps to actually being able to connect with loved ones, specifically loved ones across the veil and to ask them questions. And it's interesting because she goes through those seven steps, which I'll tell you in a second. And it's very similar to, you know, what you were saying. Yeah. Beck, but she just does it in seven steps. So the first one is breathe, slow down your mind, relax your body and do belly breathing. The second one is lift, raise your feelings and life focus, visualize something that lifts you up. Uh, number three is expand. So lift your thoughts and expand your visualize that you're expanding above your physical body. Uh, number four is shift and that's shifting your identity or your connection to your ego and connecting with your soul or that part of yourself that's pure love and number five is surrender to that and then number six is that you invite in loved ones and number seven is ask questions and then listen and observe what arises whether you feel something in your body whether you feel temperature changes whether you hear something see something what have you so very similar to what you were saying Beck. she's yeah, just so all that beginning stuff is raise your frequency yeah, yeah yeah absolutely she's just done it in seven steps so if any, anybody wants that youtube link just reach out to me and i can send you that link i found that quite interesting just how she's breaking that down a lot of people's abilities will really start to strengthen and kick in after trauma 
And so after car accidents, near-death experiences, some kind of life event that has shaken them to their core and made them reevaluate things. It's kind of like a death of the ego a little bit where things that matter are stripped away from you and you realize they don't matter anymore. And so that allows you space to raise your frequency to be able to tune in. So, you know, use, that's why I I always say, because, you know, my life has been filled with traumatic stuff. I always like, where's the lesson in this? How can I use this to my advantage? Where do I get to declutter and let go of stuff that no longer serves me and then move on? And so then that's increased, increased my abilities. And then little things will start to happen to you where it's no longer what you would consider coincidence that you know that this is me being navigated the universe is guiding me in a certain way well my friend how can people find out about you or find out about your courses that you are running this year or connect with you for a reading connect with me through my website which is rebeccagibson.com.au Find me on f- Facebook and Instagram. I'm getting a little bit better on Instagram. Um, Rebecca Gibson's Psychic Medium Spiritual Strategist. And they're the best places to find me. And then my website's being moved over at the moment for the sites and stuff to all be the courses to be in one spot. So just connect with me on social media and then keep an eye out and they'll be coming soon. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Thank sister. You. Thank you for sharing with that today. I can't wait to become more psychic. <laughs> you you are. <laughs> Thanks, Soul Sisters. Bye. Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email melissa at thesistercode.com.